For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Youth Worker, a daily podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. All this week, we will be talking to Reverend Kurt Cooper. Uh, Kurt, welcome. Glad to be here. Uh, Kurt is no stranger uh, to the podcast. For those of you who have listened, he is uh, the minister to youth at Trinity Presbyterian Church in Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, He was actually the first host, I'm sorry, first guest on this podcast in episodes one through five. Um, we were back at Laguna Beach, I think, during then, and there was a, a storm outside. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I do. I do. I heard thunder on the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And then he was on episode 71 through 75, and it was a podcast about podcasts. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. yeah. He yeah. Forgot. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure everyone else wishes they could forget about it. It was a special moment for me, Kurt, so that kind of hurts. <laughs> um, but, Kurt, it's, uh, it's good to have you back on. And all this week, um, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, it is the uh, time for summer movies. Uh, it's already begun. Uh, April, what was last, or the Friday in April, I think April 27th, uh, was the premiere of uh, the Avengers Infinity War. That kind of kicked off the summer movie season. Um, so it's already here. Uh, there's already some big movies coming out. And so we figured we would discuss Avengers Infinity War, and then we'd also get into Fortnite. Um, and some possible crossover there, as well as 13 Reasons Why. Um, At the airing of this podcast, um, 13 Reasons Why will premiere on Friday, and on Friday we will be uh, discussing uh, part two of 13 Reasons Why. So it's really a pop culture uh, podcast all this week, Um, and we hope some of this discussion is going to be beneficial and helpful. Uh, So, Kurt, you ready to uh, get into uh, the first uh, discussion for today? I think so. I think I'm ready. Okay. Um, So today, like I said, we're just going to be discussing uh, Avengers Infinity War. Uh, A little bit of info about this movie, if you're unaware of it and haven't uh, heard much about it. It's the 19th film in the MCU, and MCU uh, is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, So there's been 19 of these movies, uh, the first one being the very first Iron Man uh, about 10 years ago. Um, and now 19 films. Um, here we are. Uh, it has 8.9 stars on IMDb, uh, which is Internet Movie Database. And I kind of look at that a little bit more than Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I feel like sometimes there's some some bias on Rotten Tomatoes. But Rotten Tomatoes has it at 84%. Um, at the recording of this podcast, it's made $472 million, which is in about two weeks it's made that much. It's shattering box office records and Um, People are saying this could be the highest grossing movie ever made. Um, Kurt, anything you want to comment on any of that? Are you good as I'm reading all this off? No, I mean, I'm not going to fact check any of that. I'm sure (laughs) that that's true. I I saw it last night um, at the late show. The movie began at 930. I don't recommend that. Um, But uh, (laughs) Two and a half hours. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like me and two students uh, hanging out 
pretty late watching that movie. So anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think just first off, uh, something I wanted to, to say was just, you know, we should pause and appreciate uh, the accomplishment of 19 films over 10 years. And this is not <clears throat> a spoiler and we'll get into spoilers and all that stuff later, but there's a sequel to this movie, uh, Infinity mm-hmm. War. And so that will be the 20th film um, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, this has never been done. This is historic uh, for the cinema. You know, we can uh, go to movies constantly, and we do go to the movie theaters, and we just consume, and we consume, and we don't often pause and think about it. So really, I mean, just as Christians, you know, acknowledging fellow image bearers who directed these films, who created these films, um, you know, keeping all of these stories together, um, that's a major feat that we should just pause and say, this is pretty incredible and this is historic. Um, so yeah, it's pretty amazing. What do you think, Kurt? Well, I was just saying we were, this two of my students and I were talking last night about just how many famous people are in this movie. <laughs> um, just how many characters from other really relevant pop culture, um, icons, uh, you know, people from, you know, everywhere from The Matrix to uh, uh, Game of Thrones to uh, uh, just, I'm, I'm trying not to spoil every everybody who's in this movie, but... Um, you can say I it. mean, it's not a spoiler. People, people probably know. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, just a- everyone is in this movie. Chris Hemsworth, Hugo Weaving... Uh, Robert Downey Jr., obviously, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Chadwick Boseman. I mean, there's just so many people. And, I mean, uh, William Hurt, who is a very famous actor, is in it for, like, three minutes. (laughs) Um, He has a uh, three-minute Samuel L. Jackson. um, I don't know the actress's name, but um, she's in all the Marvel movies or a lot of them. Um, Scarlett Johansson? Is that what you're talking about? No, no. I was going to say the girl from How I Met Your Mother. Um, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know her name. Yeah, yeah she's, she, I mean, she. just however many, like, there's just so many really kind of accomplished actors and actresses who, <laughs> who are in the movie for, you know, one scene. Gwyneth well, Paltrow. Well, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow, Oscar-winning actress, but, and she's oh, in yeah, for two minutes. I completely maybe. forgot about her. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow um, and uh, Tom Hiddleston. Uh, uh, oh, um, Idris Elba is in this movie for yeah. just a hot minute. And uh, <laughs> you just be like, oh, well, this guy has his own franchise, and he's in the movie for just a second. Um, yeah. and so, And the, the time that it took 10 years... I'm not a comic books guy. Okay. I'm just going to let that, I'll let that flag fly right now. Like I, I've never owned a comic book or really read a lot of comic books, but just the fact that they have taken this source material and the planning that it took to parse it out over 10 years and over all these films, um, and to develop all these different characters and their nemeses and, and all that. It's pretty impressive. Um, absolutely. Of itself. And just to go back um, on the agent whose name we, we didn't know, her act, the actor is uh, Kobe Smolders. Should I not call her an actress? Is that wrong now? I don't I, know. I, don't, I go back and forth. So actress is good. I don't mean to offend anyone with by saying whatever. But, Me uh, either, anyway, but I can guarantee you we probably just did. <laughs> okay, well, I, in no way, you know, in a lot of ways, a lot of the females carry this movie. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Which is not really surprising. And, um, the, uh, the, I think 
one hallmark of these movies is that the post credit scene, every one of these movies has a post credit scene, which has really been building up to this movie. If you go back and look at the Iron Man movies and the first Avengers movies and all of that, there's a post credit scene and it's all been building up to this. Um, and the post credit scene in this movie, um, it's pretty big. Some nifty internet research is pointing to another really strong female character. So, um, so anyway, uh, yeah, there's just, what, what'd you say that? What'd you say her name was again? Kobe Smulders. Okay. Okay. Nick. Well, I, I've only, I don't, I've never even seen, I haven't seen very many episodes of how I met your mother, but that's what Me I think either. she's famous for. Right. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it is so, just, uh, it's incredible to think about it. I mean, everybody, you just list it off and it's interesting to think, you know, this all kind of began with Robert Downey Jr. Um, with Iron Man, mm-hmm. the very first one. And it's, it's just kind of funny because he was an eighties star who, you know, I don't know all of his past, but got into drugs, ended up in prison for a time, mm-hmm. and was kind of blackballed from Hollywood, and mm-hmm. then he came back. And so you're thinking, okay, let's start off this MCU with a somewhat questionable actor. You don't, you know, he hasn't really produced a box office hit. Um, and so mm-hmm. it's interesting just to see how this next generation, who probably didn't really know who Robert Downey Jr. was, um, has embraced him, and um, he's kind of been the star of this. Uh, I, uh, I don't think many of your... I don't think many of anyone anyone's children have seen less than zero. Um, <laughs> Air America a, with Mel Gibson. Yeah. yeah, that's a really dark movie about drug addiction, by the way. Mm. So that's not a recommendation. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it's Robert Downey Jr.'s in it. A very young Robert Downey Jr. All right. All right. So today, you know, we were just talking a little bit, giving you some background and some thoughts on that. But we also wanted to, and we're going to try to keep this as spoiler free as possible. Um, I think we can do it, and some people might already argue that we've already <laughs> given some spoilers away, um, the post credit yeah. scene and all that stuff. Um, but we, before we recorded this podcast, Kurt and I had a phone conversation, and we had a discussion on who we thought was going to die in this movie because there's been some talk of they're going to kill off some major characters and things like that. And so we both wrote down our top three people we thought would die, um, and then actually going to see the movie and see how correct we were. And so, um, Oh, we also wrote down our top three people we thought were impervious, like that would not definitely would, would remain. That's right. Um, so, yeah. So yeah. we're going to get into that just a little bit. And again, we're, we're going to try to stay away from spoilers, um, and all, all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, so Kurt, you've got the list. Why don't you say okay. y- your top three, you thought were going to die. And then my top three, I thought was going sure. to die. So we, we ranked them in order of, let me say their names. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'll say their names, but uh, I won't, uh, without saying, so we ranked them in order. So here are John's top three. They're not going to make it through this movie were vision, um, which is played by Paul Bettany, uh, Iron Man, with, um, Robert Downey Jr. And then Captain America who's Chris Evans. And, um, and my top three who were definitely not going to make it were pretty similar. Ca- Captain America, vision and Thor, I th- you know, uh, and then, um, uh, uh, the top three people that we thought would definitely live. There's no way that they would kill them off. Uh, John said Thor, Black Panther and Spider-Man would definitely live. I said Iron Man, Star-Lord or Peter Quill or Chris Pratt's character, um, and Black Panther that they would all definitely live. And I will say that we did not do very well. Um, <laughs> I will, without spoiling anything, I will say that we both, the, John did ever so slightly better than me, but <laughs> like it, it was a, it was a photo finish to see how terrible we were at guessing 
what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, me, but, uh, and, yeah. And again, without giving spoilers away, I mean, my thoughts were, okay, Vision isn't really that important of a character. Kind of um, dumb character. Yeah. Let's just be. And so it's know? like, it's, <laughs> so, and I like Paul Bettany as an actor. Um, but I, I do thought too. You can just discard him. You can get rid of him. It's not that big of a deal. Um, Iron Man, I just thought, okay, Robert Downey Jr. is probably tired of doing these movies. He's, you know, the highest priced, I think, Avenger Mm -hmm. um, to keep in the movies. And then Captain America, I can remember Chris Evans saying, you know, when he originally signed on to do these movies, he was very hesitant because he knew he was signing a contract that was going to encompass, you know, 10 years of his life. And so, and there was also, as Kurt pointed out, that prior to seeing this movie, this is kind of public knowledge, Chris Evans' contract is is up. And so... Allegedly. Allegedly. And so he might not be in the next one. We don't know. And so just going in, I thought, okay, well, these are are three safe bets. Do you want to kind of explain yours, Kurt? Yeah, yeah. By the way, Paul Bettany is great in that Netflix um, story about the Unabomber. Um, That's another dark story, but also... um, he's he's a great actor but vision is a dumb superhero um they uh i think i can say that um yeah anyway he's better as um, jarvis jarvis yeah who's our man's robot any british person is great as a robot that's That's a good good point yeah the um so that's what they're good at a lot of things but definitely as a robot i just thought you know obviously captain america i think this is a lot to judge off one scene of the movie. I think Captain America might be the most popular Avenger. Um, hmm. And just when he comes onto the screen in the movie, they were like, kind of like, yeah, let's go from a lot of people in the theater with me. And I was like, oh, okay. I've, I've never really connected with him. But, um, but yeah, I thought he was going to be done with it. I thought you could easily kill Vision and no one would really miss him. <laughs> um, and I just picked Thor because I thought, you know, why not go with a wild card? Like, um, it would be crazy if Thor died. So, um, I just tried to pick a wild card. And for the people I thought were untouchable, you know, I think we both had black Panther on our list because black Panther made so much money (laughs) just recently that there's no way that Marvel's going to be like, well, we'll just kill Chadwick Boseman. There's no need for that cash cow. Um, and then, uh, I chose you chose Spider Man because I, I think there are Spider Man movies in the works, so that kind of makes sense. And and I chose um, um, uh, Chris Pratt's character, Star Lord, or or whatever. I can't remember Peter Quill's name, but it's him because yeah, I, I chose him because I thought, well, you know, again, the Guardians of the Galaxy are they're they're a huge hit, so there's no way they're going to get rid of them. So, um, and I guess this is the time where we kind of talk about dying in superhero movies why why that's so popular or or why that idea is so attractive to people and also why um and this is kind of why i've been out on superhero movies for a long time yeah that's that's the question i want to rest i mean kurt not to wrestle with is why were we interested in a story where we heard superheroes were going to die why was that something appealing to kurt and myself because as kurt's saying and and i'm gonna turn it over to him um we were both we both talked about on the phone we're kind of tired of superhero movies that we're just a little tired of them and i haven't you know been enjoyed a superhero movie in in a while so kurt take it over sure i i think that the reason that i really that I got out on superhero movies is because of what i think a lot of people would call plot armor um where you know, you know, Iron Man is not going to die in Iron Man one 
because there's going to be Iron Man 2 and 3. And so the the plot of the story is kind of boring. The special effects are great and the one-liners. And I think, I hope we talk about it in this movie. This movie is hilarious. It yes. is very funny. I laughed a lot in this movie. There's also, a, they're a little edgier with the language um, yeah, in this movie. I yeah, I was kind of surprised at how edgier they were. But then I got thinking, you know, if someone is 13 when they see Iron Man 1, well, now they're 23. So <laughs> they're probably a little edgier with their language. Uh, um, so, too. So that kind of makes sense. Not defending that, but just saying. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, superhero movies, kind of boring. You know, you think about, um, because you know that the superhero can't be defeated. So there's no, when you know that there's no threat of losing, it's kind of like playing uh, Madden football on easy mode, you know, or, you know, like, uh, or, um, it's kind of like, you just know that they can't lose. And so since the stakes are low, the movie is fun, but there's just not, you're, I'm just, I was not being invested as a character. I've been invested in other forms of media, whether it's Netflix shows or movies, a lot more invested in shows where the, where someone who I really like, where there really is the threat. And oftentimes they do, suffer real loss, um, mm-hmm. whether it's dying themselves, um, or they're doomed from the beginning. There's, um, I'm gripped by that, I think. And I think all humans are because we know, you know, and we try not to think about it, but the fact is, is that all of us are going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I think another thing about that, I think the reason why I was kind of excited to see this movie and maybe see some superheroes die is because that means that the stakes are kind of real. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that it makes it a little more, I can relate to that. I cannot relate to someone who is completely impervious to being thrown through three brick buildings, um, you know, yeah. and shot with lasers. And, but I can relate to someone who, you know, who, who's, who's fearful of, of losing their life. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just that emotional uh, connection. I mean, <laughs> without a doubt, you know, death is a natural part of the world we live in, but we know that we weren't created to die because death is unnatural. We were created to endure forever in the garden. And then we know sin came in and that ushered in death. And so now we know this side of Genesis three, death is a reality. And so when we're watching characters that literally can, you know, uh, just live forever, it just, it's, it's hard to connect with them emotionally. And so when, when they start to feel loss or, you know, those characters are going through just what you're saying that, we have that emotional connection with them. I mean, I can remember, you know, hearing um, uh, some of the behind the scenes of Return of the Jedi and Harrison Ford talking to George Lucas and saying, you've got to kill me at the beginning of this movie, Um, that we've gone through, you know, A New Hope, we've gone through The Empire Strikes Back, and none of the main characters have died. You need to kill off Mm. the main character. And he said, you know, kill me off right at the beginning when he was, you know, frozen in Jabba the Hutt's lair. Mm -hmm. And that way, nobody will know as they're watching the movie, okay, which main characters are safe and which are going to, you know, make it to the end or which mm. are going to die. And so he's tapping into that reality that you're talking about, Kurt, that we, we, we connect emotionally with these characters. And so I think that's part of the reason why I just really have grown tired of a lot of these superhero movies. They just always continue to live. And, and like you said, Kurt, some of the edgier language of a 13 year old, and now they're a little edgier um, because they're 10 years older. You know, we were, we were a lot younger when these movies started and now we're just becoming Mm -hmm. crotchety old guys. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know what I thought was interesting? 
you know what I thought was interesting, John, was like, um, again, I don't know if this is spoiling or not, but there are a couple of people who are missing from this movie um, and who are not in it. They're not on the poster and they're not in it, but they play a role to play. And there's just kind of a castle. There's kind of like a toss away line um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where they say, well, they were worried about their families. So they went like off the grid. Um, mm-hmm. And I think people are going to now know if they've seen any of the movies who I'm talking about. But there are a couple of people who are not. And I just thought, well, you know, I have a family and, you know, <laughs> and I find it, you know, like another reason why I can't really connect to a lot of these superheroes is like Tony Stark doesn't have a family. No wonder he's such a jerk and he's just willing to die all the time. <laughs> like, or, you know, it's like he doesn't. He doesn't have children. Like, you know, he, he's not worried about, like, who's going to teach his son to throw a baseball. Like, <laughs> um, you know? And, like, and uh, I thought that was interesting, like, um, how most of these heroes, um, they're either in relationship with one another or they're not in relationship at all. Um, and how that is, just, that, again, like, that raises the stakes. Yeah. Like, and that's why superhero movies, like, you know, uh, I have to consider, like, you know, some people will be like, let's go skydiving, you know, and I know that <laughs> skydiving is relatively safe r- given the activity or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but like I, you know, for a, a college kid, they're like, yeah, you know, my life is my own. I'm going to go skydiving. And they're like, they could probably relate to a superhero. But for me, you know, I'm like, well, if I die skydiving, you know, who's going to take care of my family? Like who is going to, you know, and that's a real thing. And that's why I think lots of times we fail to connect with superheroes and why, like if, a superhero can die or if any protagonist in any movie can die, then we, there's a more emotional weight to what's going on. Yeah. I mean, you and I watched some of these fight scenes and we're thinking, man, how many Advil would we have to take the next day <laughs> if we engaged in that kind of hand to hand combat? <laughs> so, I was yeah. just thinking, I would have to take Advil just to ride on the spaceship. I think there is a scene where one guy's asleep at the wheel and I'm like, that's me. I would like, we're sitting still for a second. I would be asleep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think we're winding this one down. Um, just this, well, this theme we, of death. Yeah. Go for it. Before we do, can I just mention one thing that I thought was really interesting? Yes. Um, uh, who do you think is the protagonist of this, of this movie? That's a good question. Why don't you answer that? Well, um, because we, we didn't talk about this beforehand, so I'm kind of yeah, like yeah. catching you off guard. No, that's I want to throw this Get out. For it. I think that the villain in this movie, his name is Thanos. That is not a spoiler. Um, but the, uh, I think he is the protagonist of this movie. Like, I think I don't. I think we're supposed to root against him, and he's supposed to have bad ideas and and bad intentions, and he is a classic <laughs> villain. But this is really, this movie is really about him. Absolutely. This is not about the Avengers. And I think that is another reason why, um, and he is someone who has experienced loss and has a distinct worldview about how things ought to be and um, is willing to sacrifice any and everything in order to see his worldview come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I, I was very interested with the fact, uh, it was very interesting to me that, about halfway through the movie, I was like, this isn't really about the Avengers. This is about this guy, yeah. um, about this being, uh, he's an alien, obviously he's purple and he's gigantic. So, yeah. but, um, p- played by Josh Brolin, by the way, another and, 80s um, actor. Yes. And also a huge star in his own right for a lot. And also the villain in other superhero movies. So mm-hmm. kudos to him for how he swings that. But, um, the, uh, yeah, I was, I, I was really surprised by that. And I will put another spoiler warning here because I'm not 100% sure that, I don't know, 
where this will fall, but like the parallels between him and some other heroes in, in history, whether in literature or in scripture. Um, I was thinking specifically about Agamemnon and about Jephthah uh, from the Bible um, and their willingness to sacrifice anything in order to get what they needed. Mm. And, uh, and particularly um, the kind of sacrifice and just, uh, Anyway, I don't know if we have time today to talk about that, but I just found that very interesting. And I think that's something that, that you can talk with students about. Yeah. And here's the question. Do you think we can continue this on tomorrow's discussion as we get into it? So. So, so let's, let's, hey, let's leave a cliffhanger just like Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. This is a cliffhanger <laughs> maybe. So be ready for that. Yeah. So get people to tune in tomorrow as we talk about, kind of ask the question, why, why would our students go and see this movie and kind of what's the appeal to them as well as some of the truth and the lies that are present in this movie. Mm. So, uh, Kurt, thanks for all that. It's been good talking to you. Yeah. See you tomorrow.